0: Welcome to Horticulture Hangover on News Radio KLBJ. You're in the right place to get answers to all of your questions about your lawn, garden, trees, and more. Now, here's your host, Colleen Dieter.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Colleen Dieter with ATXgardens.com. I'm here this morning to answer your gardening questions. Um, You can call or text your gardening questions to me at 512-836-0590. It's March 2nd, that means everything is happening in the garden world. Um, It's spring, spring is here. There are blue bonnets along I-35, my drive this morning to the station in full bloom. Beautiful. So, it's time. It's springtime. Um, I want to tell you all today is the seed swap at the Grow Local Field Day in Luling. It's today from 10 to 4 at the station, 102 West Pierce Street in Luling. Go check it out. You can bring your seeds to share and come ready to browse seeds. Even if you don't have seeds to share, you are still welcome to get seeds at this event, the seed swap at the Grow Local Field Day. Um, you can get more information at SentexseedSavers.org. That's Sentex, SentexSeedSavers.org for the seed swap going on today at the Grow Local Field Day. And the Grow Local Field Day in, in Luling um, includes demonstrations of container growing, raised bed gardening. There's gonna be speakers. There's gonna be all kinds of booths, um, local growers to help you with gardening questions. So check it out today from 10 to four at the station 102 Pierce Street in Luling, Luling, Texas. So head out there and get some questions answered. I think, I believe they have the registration for the kids growing event for the watermelon thump. Um, so go check it out, take your kids down there so they can compete in watermelon growing competition Sounds fun. Uh, You can get a little more information at centexseedsavers.org. That's the seed swap at the Grow Local Field Day. org. And then tomorrow, there's a VFW443 Garden Plant and Seed Swap. join the VFW Post 4443 in Oak Hill as they plant their spring season crops and they'll be having their biannual plant and seed swap as well so check that out over in Oak Hill Um, you can get more information about that one for tomorrow that's March 3rd from two to four at the VFW Post in Oak Hill. That's at 7614 Thomas Springs Road. Uh, You can get more information about that also at sendtextseedsavers.org. So we've got two seed swaps two days in a row, which we've never done before. And, uh, but you know, it's March, so we've got to get those seeds out there. You can bring seeds to exchange uh, if you have them. You can bring old seeds. It's okay. Any kind of seeds that you have sitting around that you don't want, you can bring to the seed swap. Um, And it could be flower seeds, herbs, vegetables, whatever, native plants, tree seeds, anything you have can bring to the seed swap. Even if you don't have seeds to share, um, we still want you at the seed swap. We always have plenty of seeds. And all the seeds that are left over from the seed swaps go into seed libraries around town. And uh, lots of the Austin Public Library branches have seed collections, and uh, a lot of the suburban and exurban. Libraries have seed collections now. Buta, Kyle, Leander, Hutto, they all have seed collections at their libraries. There's a new one opening up in Bastrop too, soon. So that's exciting. So check it out, SentexSeedSavers.org. SentexSeedSavers.org. Okay, and let's see. You can call or text me with your gardening questions, 512-836-0590. Again, my name is Colleen Dieter from atxgardens.com. Let me see if I have any text messages yet. Um, I'm going to go over some of the... Uh, Let me see, go over some of the questions I've gotten in the past few weeks where I didn't get to uh, answer them because I got so many. So um, someone was asking about leaves and branches on their oaks being damaged in the ice storm last year. Can you believe that was a year ago? Um, wondering if they'll grow back. And yes, so if your oaks are still alive, live oak trees, and there's still branches on them and they're alive, they'll be able to grow new branches out of uh, the stubs and stumps. <laughs> um, and they'll grow back, but they won't necessarily ever be the same. Um, so, all right, we've got... Uh, Steve and Leander here on the line. Good morning, Steve.
2: Hey, Colleen. Uh, Well, first I just want to say thanks for getting up early uh, every Saturday morning and coming in to do this.
1: Thanks, Steve. I need the encouragement, that's for sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I've got uh, a shrub that I want to... um... (laughs) Replaced with something native, and it's called uh, a Chinese uh, fringe flower, and I'm oh, mm-hmm. sending you some pictures of it right now. Okay. It's sort of big,
1: mm.
2: <laughs> and it's very hardy. Mm-hmm. It's got multiple trunks, so I just sent the pictures. Okay. It's got multiple trunks, and I'm, I am wondering the best way, you know, to to get rid of it, to kill it. Um, and, you know, then replace it with something native. And so, um, I'm, I've heard that for like a tree, if you girdle a tree, that will kill it so that it won't grow back. But this shrub, I don't know. Have you got the pictures yet?
1: Yes. I'm looking at the pictures right now.
2: So it's got like, No telling how many trunks that are several inches in diameter. So I'm not sure if girdling something like this would kill it. Or another thing I'm thinking about doing is just cutting it down to the ground and sheet mulching Mm -hmm. and leaving that sheet mulching on over the summer and then planting something in the fall.
1: That is what I would do. I would cut them down to the ground and then sheet mulch over them and leave it for the whole summer and then plant in the fall. Mm hmm. OK. And. Oh, OK. Yeah. i going to try. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And um, for it's you know you'll you may have to plant on the sides of where the stumps are. You know you won't be able to plant right where the stumps are for this huge shrub. Mm-hmm. You know you'll have to plant on right. either side of it. So um, sometimes right. in that situation I like to bring in some topsoil. Uh, on top of the cardboard so if you put cut it down put the cardboard down and then bring in some topsoil that can give you a little more flexibility in where you plant and like build a little mound to plant into because there's going to be so many roots and stumps in there so oh, yeah building like a little I mound see. where you can it'll give you it'll make it easier to dig a hole you know to be able to yeah, plant something yeah. mm-hmm.
2: and then I mean there's there are going to be a ton of roots, so
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, do you think that, you know, they'll just decompose and then maybe feed the new whatever I put there?
1: Yes, absolutely. That's one of the beautiful things about sheet mulching.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you, you in one of those pictures, you can sort of see uh, how big it is, and that's about mm-hmm. how much space I have between, you know, my property and the next-door property. Do you have any suggestions mm. for something that I could put there. I was thinking maybe a possum haw holly might oh. fit there because they grow sort of straight up and not too wide. But I've also seen uh, anacacho orchids, mm-hmm. which are really pretty, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not sure how wide they get.
1: Um, the anacacho orchids definitely get more wide than the possum haws, but I don't think that's a deal breaker for either one. I think I think you've got enough room and, and, you know, both the possum haw and the anacacho orchids can be trimmed. Um, Uh uh I love both of those plants so much. I I particularly like the possum haws because they just have such a long season of interest with the berries. And then even at this time of year, their bright green spring growth is pretty. So I'm all for possum haws mm-hmm okay yeah all right well thanks a lot thank thanks you so much. much steve thanks for listening all bye right bye-bye um okay now we've got cecilia in austin with a question about fruit trees
3: hi cecilia hi hi good morning um hey colleen i know you've talked about this before and i apologize i can't seem to find that information That's on okay. your about fruit trees. Sure. Um, I know I live in an area where um, blueberries grow well, so I've got a bunch of blueberries in the ground. Oh. Um, and I just transplanted one, um, it's been in a pot for a long time. Um, and so, is there anything special that I should do as far as um, fertilizing the blueberries? And then um, I have some questions about fruit trees.
1: Okay. Um, let's see. So for fertilizing the blueberries, I think it's gonna be really important to make sure that you're giving them some compost and that you are keeping the soil acidified. But she said that you live in an area with acidic soil, so um that's yeah. important. I'm in
3: Streetman, so okay. kind of more and yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so just making sure that you're adding organic matter for them is important. So um, I would definitely just make sure you're putting compost on them regularly.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, the coffee grounds, that's mm-hmm. that's helpful as well. I save my coffee grounds, yeah. so that helps too. Right? Yeah,
1: okay. that's a great idea. So ask me your fruit tree question, and then we've got to go to a break, and I'll answer your okay. fruit tree question after the break.
3: Okay. Um, well, we've got several fruit trees. We've got, and I sh- should say, um, I-, I just need to know more about when it- we should be fertilizing them. We've got a couple of plums, a peach, and apricot. Yes. Um, and so I just need to know more about when we should be fertilizing them. Okay. Um, and the same for citrus trees. Citrus. Oh, yes. Yeah. I need yes. to get them in the ground. I know they... Anyway
1: for the timing for fertilizing. Okay, Cecilia, great. I'm gonna hang up the phone, but keep listening to the radio and I'll answer your question after the break. Thanks, Thanks, Cecilia. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, bye. Okay, now we're gonna go to a break.
0: This is Horticulture Hangover with Colleen Dieter. Call or text your lawn and garden questions to 512-836-0590.
1: Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Colleen Dieter with ATXgardens.com. And I'm going to answer Cecilia's question from before the break. Um, She asked about when to fertilize fruit trees. And she mentioned plums, apricots, um, those types of fruit trees. Um, You'd want to do a fertilization session at pruning time. Okay, so if you pruned them in January or February, it's a good time for pruning. Um, We like to fertilize then, and they'll have food then when they wake up in the spring and they start blooming. And then uh, I think again, when in June, when they're making fruit, uh, is another good time to fertilize. And then again, toward the end of August um, is another good time. Okay, so that's, those are the times for fertilizing things like apples, pears, peaches, plums, nectarines, um, apricots, all those guys. Now, um, she also, Cecilia also asked about fertilizing uh, citrus trees. And um, if you have, if you're putting citrus in the ground, then I would follow the same fertilization program. But if you have citrus in pots, then I recommend fertilizing them with a liquid fertilizer um, once a month, and they'll be very productive because when they're in the pot. Their roots are restricted to the pot, you know, they can't get outside and so they can't forage for their own nutrients. They're totally dependent on you for the nutrients. So if they're in a pot, then I recommend once a month um, liquid fertilizer and then a few times a year you can use a, a granular fertilizer too for citrus in pots. It's a little different. Okay. So let's see here. We've got some text messages. I want to remind everyone that today um, is uh, the seed swap down in Luling at the Grow Local Field Day in Luling. It's a big gardening festival kind of event. Grow Local Field Day at the station 102 West Pierce Street in Luling. So get down there, bring your seeds for our seed swap booth from Central Texas Seed Savers. We'll be there um, for the seed swap, bring some seeds to share, come check out the seeds, get some seeds for your garden. Um, It's all free and a lot of fun. So check it out in Luling at the station today. There's a seed swap at the Grow Local Field Day at the station 102 West Pierce Street in Luling. And you can get more information at sentexseedsavers.org And text message here that says, hi Colleen, so happy to hear your show today. Is now a good time to aerate our St. Augustine grass? Thank you for sharing your experience and expertise with us. Yeah, you can pretty much aerate any time. That's okay. Just something that's even more important than aerating, though, is top dressing with compost. So if you aerate, after you aerate, put some compost down. Just a light sprinkling, like a quarter inch of compost on top of the St. Augustine is even more important than aerating. Um. If you can only do one thing for your grass, it's top dressing with compost is the most important thing. Um, I like to use any kind of poultry compost, like turkey or chicken um, is the best, but any kind of compost you can get will help your your grass, and that's really important. It's getting to be time for the first mowing of the grass. The St. Augustine grass is going to start growing here in the next few weeks, Um, and, uh, so get your mower ready, make sure that your mower is going to start. A lot of people maybe have started mowing already because the weeds are getting tall. So, um, it's a good time for mowing weeds, (laughs) but, um, you know, everybody has weeds this time of year. It's okay. It's nothing to worry about. Um... All right, next text message here. Okay, hi. it says, hi, Colleen. Can you send me where to get your book about fruit trees? Enjoy your show. Thanks, Cecilia. Cecilia, I don't have a book about fruit trees. I'm sorry. I have a book about caring for other native plants for Central Texas. So um, you can get that at atxgardens.com. It's my uh, maintenance book. It's called Let's Care for Texas Plants and it's about how to care for things like lantanas, um, zexmenias, how to divide yuccas, how to divide irises, things like that. I do have turf grass care tips in there. Um, So That's at atxgardens.com. So check that out, okay? And um, that's for sale there on my website. Uh, It's a guide for how to care for um, perennials and succulents and trees. And now we've got uh, Robert in Northeast Austin on the phone. Good morning, Robert morning,
4: I was just uh, adding to the uh, broadcasting of the quarter inch of
2: compost.
4: Do you have any easy way to do that other than just broadcasting with your hand out of a wheelbarrow? I was wondering if uh, a um, fertilizer spreader with a very small hole in the little spinning wheel. Do you think that would broadcast
1: it, or is yeah, it just too big and chunky? Um, it depends on the type of spreader and the type of compost. So yeah. usually a drop spreader works best for the compost because a it's a rock spreader. A drop, drop like a drop oh. of water. Yeah, where it just drops off rather than the kind of spreader that has the spinny thing on the bottom. Um, yeah, yeah, the spinny, the ones with the spinny things tend to have uh, the hole tends to be a little too small yeah. Um, and the compost most of the compost has like little chunks of wood in it and stuff like that that won't go through so um, I always prefer just doing it by hand uh, myself but if your yard is really really big it can be arduous (laughs) (laughs) yeah
4: okay yes
1: yeah (laughs) or crack open some bags with a shovel you know and Spread it that way with the shovel. Yeah,
4: Yeah, it's really hard to estimate what a quarter inch is when you just have a big blob in your hand. Yeah,
1: basically, like, if if you're spreading the compost and you can't see the grass, it's gotten too thick. Like, you just need to make sure that the grass isn't covered so that it can get light. Yeah. Yeah. Should I
4: wait a while before it's, so that the grass is a little higher up out of the patch?
1: If you want to, you can, but you don't need to. Um, and then
4: uh, fertilizing, wait a while on that as well?
1: Yeah, I like to wait until the grass is actively growing to fertilize. Um, so I'll wait till like mid April for oh, fertilization. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 8, yeah. 824 is still the best way to go. Yeah, I love 824. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mid April. Mm-hmm. Thank you for yep, so that. You got it, Robert. Thanks bye. for your question. Bye bye. Here's my buddy Don in Westlake. Hi, Don. Hello, Colleen. How are you? Good. How are you? Just uh,
4: loving this weather and loving seeing everything starting to bud out. Oh, me too. I hope we don't have a late freeze that knocks everything down. I know.
1: know. I know. You never know. know. Happened last year. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I was just wondering, Colleen, I've got a big bucket of corn gluten that I've been meaning to get out for quite a while, but uh, is it too late to do that now?
1: It is late for corn gluten um, if you can keep it uh, until next year, if you have a place to store it. Um, yeah, it's that's a, little... in a sealed
4: five-gallon bucket. Oh,
1: that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Then if you can keep it, just wait. It's more like December, January is the time okay. for it, uh, for the winter weeds. Um, now all the weeds are up and growing and going, so it's a little late yeah. now.
4: Yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time last year hand-pulling the beggar's lice. I don't mm-hmm. know what the mm-hmm. technical name is, mm-hmm.
1: but, uh,
4: hopefully they'll stay out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was going to try and hit them with the corn gluten to make I sure that they stay
1: away. Yeah, you got to get them before they sprout, yeah. before they come up. Mm-hmm. But okay. was it worth well, it? Do you have as much this year? I don't
4: see it yet. You know, you can't oh, really good. tell until it starts pop, popping up the five white flowers.
1: Yeah. 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 Good. Okay. It sounds like you might not have as much because mine's starting to bloom. So that's good. Ooh, yeah. Good job. And then,
4: Nicole, my uh, blue bonnets are about to go nuts. So I'm really happy. Good.
1: That. That's awesome, Don. Okay, Don. Well, we've got to oh. go to the news. Thanks so much okay. for your call. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay, y'all. Here's the news.
0: Welcome to Horticulture Hangover on News Radio KLBJ. You're in the right place to get answers to all of your questions about your lawn, garden, trees, and more. Now, here's your host, Colleen Dieter.
1: Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Colleen Dieter.
0: I'm a landscape
1: consultant at ATXGardens.com. And I'm here this morning answering your questions. Um, you can call or text 512-836-0590. And um, hey, check out the seed swap today at the station in Luling. You can get more information at Sentexseedsavers.org. That's the seed swap at the Grow Local Field Day. Bring your seeds to share and come ready to browse seeds. Even if you don't have seeds to share, you're still welcome to get seeds at this event. They're going to have watermelon planting, container growing, and raised bed demonstrations for all ages. Bring your kids. Um, Speakers, booths, seed sharing, exchanging, local growers to help you with your gardening questions. That's today, 10 to 4 at the station station. 102 West Pierce Street in Luling, Luling, Texas. Okay, and you can get more information at centexseedsavers.org, click on events, and you'll see our little uh, calendar there for Central Texas Seed Savers. All right, check that out. We've got one tomorrow, seed swap tomorrow at the VFW, 7614 Thomas Springs Road over in Oak Hill. So check that out. It's from two to four tomorrow. That's Sunday, March 3rd, two o'clock to four o'clock, 7614 Thomas Springs Road. They're having their community garden planting day and seed swap. So go check that out. Again, bring any seeds that you have old seeds seeds you're not going to use even if they're commercial seed packets where you just couldn't plant all of them that's fine bring your seeds even if you don't have seeds come to the seed swap and get some seeds all right it's free and open to everyone all are welcome so Check out for more information about both of those seed swap events. It's at sentexseedsavers.org. And now I've got another text message here. Um, when's the best time to plant lemons, limes, and satsumas in the ground? We have too many in pots and we need to try them in the ground. Well, Um, Definitely this, I think March is the best time because we're almost out from under the freeze threat. Okay, and that's the thing that kills citrus is cold. So we're almost to our last average freeze time in town. Outside of town, it's March 15th. So the threat of freeze is passing, although it's not completely over, we still might get another freeze. So you take a gamble putting them in the ground, but I like doing it in March because um, then they have a little bit of time for their roots to get established before it gets really, really hot. Um, If you can plant them on the south side of a building to protect them from the north wind, that's the best location, Um, and keep your expectations low. Uh, especially because our winters are getting worse. We've had four bad winters in a row. Any citrus that I knew of that was in the ground prior to um, Snowpocalypse 2021 is gone now. Um, If it wasn't killed in Snowpocalypse 2021, it was killed in December of uh, 2022 and then killed... And then if that didn't kill it, then the ice storm last year, uh, February, 2023 uh, killed them. So it's not a great time to have citrus outdoors in central Texas. If you live, you know, south of um, San Marcos, you know, maybe out in Luling where we're having the seed swap today, it's a little warmer going south people are able to grow citrus outdoors but it's getting harder and harder to do so in Austin and so uh, I recommend keeping them in pots if you can but I totally understand having too many pots and it can be really hard in the summer in the summer to keep up with uh, watering all those pots and um, having them in the ground is easier so you just never know you might get the one Uh, citrus tree that is very cold tolerant Uh, you might get something that has good genetics that'll get it through cold and um, you just never know so but now I like March as the best time March and April are good times for planting them so get out there and start planting that's uh, definitely if you're gonna keep one in a pot it's the lime tree because they have very little cold tolerance but the lemon and the satsuma are going to be a lot more cold-hardy. Um, let's see. I have another text message here that says, Colleen, I have blood weeds that have established such root systems that I've been unable to eradicate them. I wonder, besides drying and mulching the stalks, is there some use for these moisture hogs? And... um I know bloodweed as a uh, giant ragweed and um the only use that I know of for them is that they're really good wildlife cover and that quail like to eat the seeds and and doves so if you're into hunting um or not hunting <laughs> like Audubon society members if you're into birding um the giant ragweed or bloodweed can be good for that. Um, but they are really hard to eradicate once they're established. Um, and if you're looking to reuse that space or something else, I recommend sheet mulching, which another caller earlier, Stephen Leander, and I talked about sheet mulching, and I forgot to tell everyone what sheet mulching is. Um, sheet mulching is where you cut down the existing vegetation, okay, as low as you can get it. And then you put two layers of cardboard on top of that, water the cardboard, then put a couple inches of compost and a couple inches of mulch on top of that. And you can use any kind of compost or mulch. So that includes free mushroom blocks, leaves, tree leaves, grass clippings, whatever you've got. Um, whatever you can get your hands on and that creates kind of an instant flower bed and then you let it sit for at least a month. But if you're doing ragweed, something like that, you'd want it to sit all summer or all winter, um, like for six months is better. And then the cardboard helps smother the existing vegetation and then you can get in there and plant later. So, um... You might try some sheet mulching if you're not into the ragweed. Um, let's see, we've got another question here over text. Thank you so much for all your questions today, y'all. It says, "Hi, I put up an arch trellis at the garden gate, seven feet at the arch, with two three gallon oh with two three gallon buckets on each side. What would a flowery vine?" to plant oh what would be a flowery vine to plant in each bucket to grow up it thanks oh that's a fun question um i really like for something small with two to three gallon two three gallon buckets you said three gallon buckets that's pretty small for a lot of vines so i would stick with an annual vine like um, moonflower would be a good choice it's a white morning glory Um, or something like uh, cardinal flower, cardinal flower vine. These are all ones that you would plant from seeds usually um, that will just grow for just one season and not get too big uh, for a little three-gallon pot like that. Thunbergia is another one. It's also known as black-eyed susan vine. They're all very flowery. Oh, one of my favorites, and I bet you could find seeds at the Seed Swap, is a purple hyacinth vine, the hyacinth bean. Boy, those are easy to grow and really fun. Um, The purple hyacinth bean vines. So lots of good options for native, or not native, I'm sorry, annual um, little small vines that you can grow on a trellis like that. It'll cover the whole trellis, but won't get so big to outgrow your um, buckets let's see now it's eight forty-five, so we're going to go to a break
0: this is horticulture hangover with colleen dieter call or text your lawn and garden questions to 512-836-0590 hey good
1: morning everyone this is colleen dieter with ATXGardens.com. And now we've got Denise and Elgin on the phone.
5: Good morning, Denise. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. I have a question as I'm cleaning up my flower beds. I have a Blackfoot daisy that went sprawling. And mm. um, if I cut it all the way back, I'll be cutting all the grain off.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: But um, it, will it come back from the roots?
1: Yes. um, I recommend instead of cutting the entire thing off, cut the branches that are lying on the ground, the bottom branches. So if you can lift up the branches that are sort of lying on top of the very bottom branches and then get your pruners under there and cut off those longest branches that are kind of really sprawling out. And cut them as far back as you can reach, and then it'll be better for the plant um, and look a little nicer in the meantime. You know, so you'll still have uh, some green on there. Does that make sense?
5: It, it does make sense. As I looked at it and was lifting it up, all of the branches were pretty much sprawling yeah. and, and there weren't any that were close, that were had leaves or flowers that were close to the, oh, the I
1: see. Okay, yes. So you just want to make sure, leave some of the um, skinny stems uh, because if you cut the whole thing all the way to the ground, um, it might not be able to grow back. Um, and some of the bigger, fatter stems may not be able to grow stem new stems and leaves. Out. okay so yeah leave a few um skinny stems cut them short you can cut them short so like what I'm saying is you can cut the whole plant down but maybe leave like um six, six inches six inches of stem sticking out of the ground yeah okay mm mm-hmm. okay. yeah yep. Denise great question
5: Yeah, when I I do cut my plants back, I I usually leave at least six inches sticking up just so I'm aware of where where it is. Yes. And the the salvia reggae that I'm trimming back, Mm. I'm cutting that back by half. Is is that okay?
1: Yes, that is just fine. Yes, that's a good practice. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing to do, Denise.
5: All right. Well, thank you very much for your help. I love your show. Oh,
1: thanks, Denise. Thanks for your call. All All right, right, bye. Bye. Yeah, y'all, it's it's getting to be uh, last chance now for cutting back perennials. So if there's any perennials you haven't trimmed yet, you need to get on it this weekend because they're already starting to grow back. So uh, things like the Blackfoot daisies and the Salvia Gregeyes, it's definitely getting a little late. So get on it. Do it this weekend if you haven't yet. Uh, it's important. So... Uh, Let's see here. We've got a few more text messages, but I want to remind everyone today down in Luling is the Grow Local Field Day event going on. There's a seed swap going on there hosted by my organization, Central Texas Seed Savers. Bring your seeds to share and come ready to browse seeds. Even if you don't have seeds to share, you're still welcome to get seeds at this event. Um, They're gonna have watermelon planting, container growing, raised bed demonstrations for all ages. Um, Kids will be able to enter into the watermelon growing competition uh, for the watermelon thump. Um, So check that out, speakers, booths, seed sharing and exchanging local growers to help you with all your gardening questions today from 10 to four. At the station 102 Pierce Street in Luling. And you can get more information at sentexseedsavers.org. Okay, and then tomorrow we're having another seed swap at the VFW Post in Oak Hill. That's at 7614 Thomas Springs Road in Oak Hill. And they're doing their uh, community garden planting that day. So check that out. That's tomorrow from 2 to 4. 7614 Thomas Springs Road at the VFW in Oak Hill. Um, There's going to be a seed swap and planting going on. Okay. So you can get more information about both of those events at Sen. Texseedsavers.org. And we've got another question here about Carolina Jessamine over text. Um, it says, What do you think of Carolina Jessamine on a trellis in full sun? Um and a little most mostly shade in one spot. Will it weenie out in the brutal brutal part of the summer? It's gorgeous now. Uh, No, the Carolina jessamine is a very durable plant. They're really hard to kill. It's one of my favorite plants. And um, they bloom twice a year. They're gonna bloom now and then they bloom again in the fall. So you really can't go wrong with Carolina jessamine in sun or shade. Um, They're evergreen, they're very durable so you'll be all set and happy with the Carolina jessamine. Uh, in the past, I have mentioned Carolina jessamine on the show, and I've gotten text messages from listeners who are very concerned who want me to tell you that Carolina jessamine is poisonous. I don't know how poisonous. I don't know if that means, you know, you're going to drop dead the second you eat it or, if, or what. So if you have kids and dogs that eat things... Um, You know, it might not be the best choice, but uh, if you've got all grown-ups in your house, then (laughs) don't worry. Then uh, Carolina jessamine is a great plant. Really good uh, for growing on any kind of trellis. It's great. Um, Okay, we've got a couple more minutes. I'm Colleen Dieter. I'm a landscape consultant with ATXgardens.com. I help my customers by alleviating their anxieties about their yard. Um, Someone else asked uh, a couple of questions about potting soil. Do you know of a good non-peat-based potting soil for self-watering containers? I've been using Happy Frog, but it's becoming saturated and never dries out in my large containers that are 32 inches by 32 inches I think I heard on uh, heard it on the show that it's typical of peat and um, Happy Frog doesn't have that as an ingredient. Um, I I like the Happy Frog. I've never used self watering containers for this reason. Um, I'm always skeptical of self watering anything, self watering anything that where they're saying this is going to cut corners. This is going to make it faster, easier etc. Anything that holds water like that. The plants need drainage and um, so I don't know if it's the container or if it's the potting soil Um, but anything with cocoa fiber is going to be a good non-peat based uh, soil. So y'all that's all the time we have today. I'm sorry for those of you who texted and didn't get didn't get to answer your texts. And uh, I'll see you next week. Again, this is Colleen with ATXgardens.com.